0: Welcome to the Dynasty Force Podcast with your hosts, Billy Brisbane and Robert Mantuano. And welcome in, everyone. Welcome in. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Dynasty Force Pod. Another Wednesday here with you guys live on Twitter and YouTube. Or if you're listening to this on uh, whatever streaming platform you're listening to this on, whatever day you're listening to this on, um, thank you and welcome in. I am here, I, Robert, uh, at Fantasy Force FB on Twitter, I'm here with my loyal and never cheating co-host Billy Brisbane at Getting Bills on Twitter. How's it going, buddy?
1: It's going pretty well, man. Busy, busy, busy Wednesday here. You know, just another Wednesday at the grind. Um, other than that, man, just chilling, trying to get through the day, get my schedule straight. How about you?
0: Bill, do you want to uh, talk real quick about your new schedule coming up?
1: Yes, yeah, um You can check me out over on Pub Sports Radio in the mornings, 1130 every day, breaking down NBA DFS. And then later on at nights, on Wednesday night, uh Wednesday night showcase game, about to make some money. So make sure you guys sub over there at Pub. Uh, we have a lot of different videos and stuff like that from people that like sports betting content and then daily fantasy content and stuff like that. Um, definitely has made me a better sports better throughout my eight months being there. So I definitely uh, recommend
0: it. Yeah, man. I, I definitely wanted to uh, lead off with the good news. Um, Billy over here putting in the work and, you know, it's, it's uh, showing off. It's paying off here. So shout out, Billy. Congrats and catch him over there at Pub Sports Radio. And now get used to me introducing our other co-host not so loyal but you know we'll uh we'll accept him over here trey tindall at Superflex guru how's it going buddy yeah i hop on
2: to whichever podcast once we on. <laughs> uh, no but i'll be uh i'll be full-time over here every wednesday with you guys i'm excited for the opportunity uh rob reached out to me a couple weeks ago
0: and i uh, hopped on immediately so uh thanks for having me guys of course now Trey, uh, let's get into the Super Bowl talk. I know you're not a Chiefs fan, but we were just talking about this before we started. How has life in Kansas been since Sunday? Dude, my Facebook has been
2: filled with articles, calling refs all sorts of names, blah, blah, blah. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time, times 500. And, like, I'll admit, like, some of the throws he was doing was crazy. But, I mean, as, like... The Chiefs, you knew that they weren't going to have their tackles two weeks prior. It's not like Eric Fisher got hurt on the, you know, first play right. of the Super Bowl. So I mean, like the Chiefs fans just don't acknowledge that they didn't come prepared. That they just think that they could have rolled up in there and just dominated, which they've done that their whole time. So, but you know, the Bucks came Thanks into play. You.
0: Yeah, uh, Bill was rooting on the Bucks or betting on the. No, nah, I, I was rooting say. on
1: the Chiefs, man. I got the Chiefs uh, tickets, man. Bet Chiefs oh, minus damn. three, man. You asked me that about a week ago. I thought that was money in the bank. And um, Oh yeah, like, I do remember that. We've yeah. been betting, we've been betting the Bucks, man. So, you know, I was pretty confident in that one didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. Um, but it happens in the daily life. Um, you know, you're always not gonna be able to nail the Super Bowl pick, but you know the one prop that I did hit. Blue Gatorade, baby! Oh, Let's uh, go. nice. Bro,
0: it's funny because I hit the exact same prop. I hit it. I uh, I bet 15 on it, and I got back 105. So, nice little hit there. Did and, you take uh, the uh, no
1: touchback call, too? The opening off, not n- to be a touchback?
0: No, I did not. That's the only bet I took is the uh, blue Gatorade call.
2: Mm. Well, uh, did you guys see that Pat McAfee bet thirty grand on the coin toss? <laughs> thirty grand. Did he at least win? I didn't know he first. bet. He bet tails. He says tails never fails. And whenever Travis Kelsey called heads, he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And then as soon as it landed heads, his live stream like basically ended. The... Uh, yeah, but he did have it. a nice uh, parlay. He won twenty-five grand because he bet Rob Rob Gronkowski anytime touchdown, Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown, and uh A B anytime touchdown. So he went it back, oh, wow. but that would have been a gut punch. Thirty grand right <laughs>
0: off the right off the bat. Yeah, I would have just tapped out right there. <laughs> um, yeah, coming off of, a, I mean, what would you guys think about the Super Bowl overall? Was it entertaining? Not entertaining. disappointing. <laughs> Probably
1: one of the worst Super Bowl games that uh, what I had to do because I. Because we had to live commentate the game over there on Pub because we went live for a Super Bowl. And, man, we're doing everything trying to get people interested into the game. I think that was one of, like, the most disappointing Super Bowls because we came into it hype. I want to find that one person that had that ticket on the under. Nobody did, you know? Mm -hmm. Everybody had over tickets.
0: Yeah, I I know what you mean. mean.
2: Somebody did bet Pash Mahomes no passing touchdowns, and I and oh, yeah. I can't remember how, how much he bet, but he won a lot of money.
0: So did you guys see that uh, streaker on the field <laughs> in the third or fourth quarter? Did you the, see
1: how much money he made?
0: Yes, dude. I don't know really, if you saw this, try. Right.
1: Uh, I, I would imagine it's... actually asked me that same exact question, and theoretically, depending on what book you play on, what are they going to say? They already paid it out, you know? What are they going to Right. Bane you from the book, I would be like, "Fuck it, I already made my money. <laughs> okay. I don't
0: really care." Yeah, that's a smart ass uh, play, dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, For yeah, the mean, people would... that that don't know what exactly happened, the streaker uh paid a dude a thousand dollars to cause a distraction so that the security guards would not see him streak on the field, and then he struck, went and you know streaked on the field, and then uh he had nine bets. 9 different bets placed uh, to, that there would be a streaker in the Super Bowl and um, he he won over 300 right 300,000 over 300,000 on that bet and uh
1: <laughs> only to pay, he only had to pay 1.5k uh, to for like the Get jail out of jail and fees and everything and all right.
0: that paid 10k to his friend and pocketed the rest of it i mean that's a good move it's a I good would do
1: it <laughs> I, like, I
0: mean be, who wouldn't the do Super it Bowl, huh?
1: let the Super Bowl ever come to fucking Philadelphia you're gonna see my black ass right across the
0: fucking field, I was fucking tickets <laughs> I, I was sitting there thinking about it I was like bro I mean they can't let this happen consistently though because think about it next year you'll see like Five or six different people streaking in the Super Bowl, trying to make their bet happen. You know,
1: dude, people do it every <laughs> year. I think it's. I think it was uh, the security guards kind of slipping. They probably thought it was COVID. It was like less packed and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. probably didn't think anybody would do anything like that, regardless of just being in the stadium. Because I feel like just being in the stadium was just an honor. Because it wasn't like definitely random Joe Schmo could get yeah. a ticket on the side of the street online or something like
0: that. Right. Um. For this episode today, though, uh, not going to talk about the Super Bowl the entire time, but we are going to talk about Dynasty Cells. Uh, we have some names prepared here that we are going to get into. Um, it's basically, just guys we either think are at peak value, and you can capitalize on that, or just guys we don't think have too much long-term value. Shout out to Shane Scladini at Clap God two five three for saying he would come on to the pod today and then not coming on to the pod. Um, I I know you meant well, Shane, but I'm disappointed. Um, and I mean, let's kick it off real quick with an unrelated to a sell question. Uh, maybe you're selling them in Dynasty, but let's kick it off with a quick question about Carson Wentz instead. Everyone's favorite. Uh well, second favorite Jesus-loving quarterback behind Tebow, obviously. Um, I'll kick it to Bill first because he is the resident Eagles fan here. Carson Wentz is essentially out the door. It's not official, but it's almost official. Um, care to uh you know share your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, remember Detroit BC was talking about that they were gonna have him come back, and I was just like, man, if we move from Stafford and Kevin Cobb, we're gonna find a way to get off of wins. And then I don't know what team is gonna take the risk, but I feel like a team like the Colts, man, if they're taking that risk, I think that's going to be a good risk for them to take because um, they're definitely going to need a quarterback. I, I think Carson Wentz still has upside. I just think that, you know, sometimes in scenarios in sports where one player has played for a team for so long or just even a short amount of times, things just don't work out with that franchise and they just need a fresh place and a new staying place and everything. we just seen it happen in a bunch of different other sports. Trey, how do you feel about it?
2: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Wentz. You know, hopefully you bought Jalen Hurts on that week-long period where Carson Wentz was supposed to be the quarterback again. Yeah. Um, like what you said about, you know, Chris saying that, I, I, I wasn't buying that either just because there's no way that they were going to be moving into camp with Jalen Hurts and um, Carson Wentz there. You know, yeah. Where's Carson Wentz going to land? Chicago or uh, the Colts? I think those are probably the two options that are out there for him. It's gonna be weird if he goes to Chicago because I feel like Nick Foles will have to be in that deal back. Like, but and I don't I, think that the Eagles will want to take on Foles again.
1: No, nah, but I think we would because I think from a fan base perspective, a lot of people really like Nick Foles. Like, people were fucking screaming out "Big Dick Nick" for fucking <laughs> years, dude. And then after the year that he left, man, they're fucking calling him back to. Philadelphia when he was blowing up in the beginning of the Jaguars days and stuff like that. I mean, I think if he came back to the Eagles, I think he'd be a good backup quarterback, but I don't think it's worth it. I think we can get better parts in a deal rather than Nick Foles. Let's get one of those young defenders that the Chicago Bears have in their secondary or something like that. Anything, but uh, I'll be fine with Nick Foles if we got him on the way back.
2: I say, if you guys could get Eddie Jackson back in a deal or something yeah. like that, I mean, I think that'll help out your defense a lot.
1: Yeah, I think Chicago has a lot of young, good guys on defense for the future that we should be more excited with and not really listen to our fans because that's not the way you win Super Bowls is listening to your fan base.
0: Um, Listening to the Eagles fan base to this point, I've heard uh, them say that they want Roquan Smith back in a deal for Carson Wentz. And I can tell you that that's, that's not even close to plausible. I don't so, think Chicago would even do like Smith for Wentz straight up. To be honest with you, no, no, no. I, I, you'd have to add more than Carson Wentz to even try and get Roquan Smith. Um, real quick, uh, also David Montgomery. We were talking about you know this because he had just tweeted uh, before the show started that he really enjoyed playing his time in Chicago and he seemed to be saying goodbye. Uh, he just tweeted just now. Y'all took that completely wrong. It was not intended, and the purpose of football has nothing to do with ball. I love Chicago, and I'm ready to be here for a long time. So, I mean, I it's it's weird timing, but yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I just yeah, went and looked at the tweet, and it says the tweet has been deleted now. But I mean, <clears throat> he put has been fun. So either yeah. way, like, right. come on, man, learn how
0: to learn how to grammar. I'm loving my time here in Chicago and I'm so excited for the future. You know, that's a completely yeah. different, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about that. So, um, my thoughts on Carson Wentz, obviously it looks like the bears are the favorite to trade for him right now, but I would prefer him to go to Indy because I think that's a situation where a good running game, good offensive line. He knows the, uh, head coach and the play caller. Um, I feel like he would he would just fit in really there well. There he would mesh well, and you know he would have a good future. Um, and you know, India is also a place that can take on the contract of Carson Wentz. But at the same time, I've been talking about Indy being in the market for a quarterback for a while. I've also read reports that India is not willing to pay the Eagles' initial asking price for Carson Wentz. So, I mean, whatever happens, happens. Maybe next week we'll have the opportunity to talk about an actual Carson Wentz trade. Um, as of right now, though, I, I would be preparing for, you know, Jalen Hurts and, you know, the, uh, what is it, the read option hit Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. I I think that'll be very effective in the future. And I think Sanders is going to be, a, I, I'm not going to say like a top 10 back, but I'm going to say someone you really want in fantasy. Would you agree, either of you? I mean, for me, I was, I was thinking about putting Miles Sanders as my cells,
2: um, just because looking at my dynasty rankings, I have him as RB17, and a lot of people have him as a top 12 running back. Um if you can get top 12 running back value out of him then I think that'd be cool but I think he's a great RB2 to have I would be really nervous if he was my RB1
0: though. Interesting. Interesting. I I agree with the RB2 part. I would not want him as a as a one but you know the the upside of Sanders still exists um regardless. So Carson Wentz we'll see what happens with him. And um yeah, we'll see if we can come into any more news in this off season, we're kind of getting into the slow period when it comes to news but maybe uh in the future you know maybe uh some trades will start happening maybe we'll get some spice in our lives could definitely use it uh after the super bowl we had so um yeah let's just head into our main segment and uh get right into it we got plenty of time to talk about these dynasty cells for everyone guys that we are looking to move before we get into that real quick, check us out on Twitter. Dynasty Force Pod on Twitter. Follow us. If you click the little, you know, notification button that they give you, then you'll always see when we're going live. You'll see us hyping up our live, you'll see us basically, you know, whenever you need to see us, we'll be there. We'll be there for you. Um and then, if you also want to check us out on YouTube, Dynasty Force Podcast, or on other streaming platforms, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you listen to podcasts on, we are on uh, Dynasty Force Podcast. So be sure to check us out. Leave a review if you would like. We would appreciate it. And uh, we appreciate you for listening. Thanks again. Let's get into the, the, the Dynasty Cells here. And Trey, as our new guest-ish, um, you know, still a full-time host, but your full first episode as a full-time host now, we will have you go first, uh, lead off with uh, whoever you'd like to lead off with, and, and we'll go from there. All right, um, I got three of them, and you know a lot. You know, if you follow me on Twitter at
2: FF Guru, you know that I'm a big quarterbacks guy. So all three of my cells are going to be quarterbacks today. Um, I'll start off with Drew Lock. Um, you know, the Denver Broncos have been paired with a lot of the quarterbacks, with Deshaun Watson, with Matthew Stafford, with Jared Goff. They were paired uh, with all those trade talks, so it's quite obvious that they want to move on from Drew Locke. Um, I personally really like him um, if he can make it through April without them bringing in another quarterback, he'll be on my buy list. Um, but for me, I'm just trying to sell the quarterbacks who I don't know that's going to be there in 2021 um, because even if he is there, I think he's a very serviceable QB two. just because fantasy wise, he's you know, the the Broncos go down early and he puts up those numbers and that's what you're looking for uh, in your quarterback. But for me i'm not quite for sure what the denver broncos want with him i'm not quite for sure if he's going to be the quarterback moving forward so if i could sell him even i have him valued around a mid second round pick so if i could get like 2.04 2.06 and you know rookie drafts right now i think that'd be a pretty good deal for him
0: yeah um it's interesting i i really don't know what to think of drew lock i i don't and, and I am an owner of him in, uh, I believe, just one league. But regardless, I I don't know the future of him. They have a new general manager in Denver, and John Elway uh, has moved up. So he has basically said the new general manager has, you know, like if he wants to move on from Locke, he can, he's free to do it. Um, I am not too big on Locke. I, I think he's going to I think he could be okay if you gave him a lot of time um but I just don't think he's like like I think his upside next year like the best the absolute best he can do is probably going to be like 26 to 28 touchdowns in that range which is good but it's that's the absolute best and you know I I just don't see the upside with him whereas You know, you have this rookie class with a ton, a literal ton of quarterbacks. You could be sitting in it. I don't know what position uh, Denver is drafting from exactly, but I know they're not very high. Um, I think it's like eight or nine, somewhere around there. um, Regardless, though, like they're likely to have a quarterback fall to them at, or I'm sorry, at some point, whether it be, even if it's like a guy like Kyle Trask, who's, you know, falling a little further down behind the other guys. Um they're gonna have some option available to them at the quarterback position. And we'll just see what happens. We'll see if they're they're willing to take that bait. I would probably I would definitely be selling Drew Locke though. Like I I just don't have the confidence that they're gonna commit to him long term. I don't have a reason to believe that. Um He's okay. <laughs> um, I just looked up, by the way, the Denver Broncos have the ninth pick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's definitely within range to get a quarterback. Bill, what are your thoughts on Drew Locke?
1: Uh, my question would be, like, what would you get back for Drew Locke? Because, like, I feel like um,
0: – Bill like- suggested a mid-second. Or Trey. Or, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm used to only being here with Bill. But,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah Trey suggested I don't know. Personally, as an owner, I feel like sometimes with sales, you don't want to sell a guy that is on everybody's sales list because then you're not going to get the highest optimal for him. I think in a best case scenario, get Drew Lock for like a second round pick. But I don't know, man. Let's say you're in a 12 team league with a super flex. I think it would be more enticing. Yeah. I, I could see a second-round pick and a super flex, but I don't know, man. I, w- I would just hold on to Drew Locke and just hope for the best because I don't think you're going to get the value for him because you yeah. say like he might come back out next year with a healthy Cortland Sutton, and that's all the offense needed to really get going. I think from a real-life perspective, I like the offensive pieces on this team. I think the problem is just Drew Locke.
2: Yeah, no, know, and that's kind of what I was saying was if he could make it through April without the Madden a quarterback, he, he would probably be on my buys list. Just because of the offensive pieces. He has Judy, he has Nas right. Fant, I agree Gordon. With that. I mean, but I'm just uh, risk adverse. I'm just not really sure Willing if he's going to gonna be the moving shot. the
0: quarterback. Yeah, yeah so.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I kind of feel you, Trey. I feel like Drew Locke falls into that Gardner Minshew category.
0: Right. Yeah. And if he is the starter next season, you know, you could see him there as the starter for three or four games and then, yeah. you know, just replaced by Brett Rippeon again. And. <laughs> That's not a name they want to see, but uh, we'll go from there. Um, All right, I'll lead it off with my first sell here. This was unrelated to the tweets that I mentioned, but uh, I am going to be selling David Montgomery for the Chicago Bears, the running back. Look, I love David Montgomery. I have loved David Montgomery ever since. He got drafted by Chicago because I just saw the position that he was in as, you know, one of the best for fantasy coming out. Obviously, it wasn't, you know, the same as, you know, Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. But um, initially, I saw the role being there for Montgomery. And um, I I was very in. And it pained me when it didn't pay off for many reasons because I was so in specifically. Um, and then last year he really took off in the second half of the season, finished the season as a top 10 running back. Um, the thing about David Montgomery is not his talent. Cause I think his talent has kind of remained neutral. I don't you know, I don't think watching him in the second half of the season, you're sitting there saying, oh my God, like he looks completely different. He did look a little better, but I, I mean, he's going to grow as a player. So that's a little different. I think the big thing for Dave Montgomery when it comes to fantasy points is the targets that he received after Tariq Cohen received his, tor- uh, his ACL injury um, midseason last year. Obviously, beforehand, uh, David Montgomery was middling around in the 20s at the running back position, which is about where he was the season before when he was extremely disappointing. But then after Tariq Cohen went down, David Montgomery received a ton of the running back targets. Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles were not afraid to dump it down to him. And, um, you know, it's the same thing. They weren't afraid to dump it down to Tariq Cohen. It's just that when you have a position where David Montgomery is getting all the work on the ground and Tariq Cohen is getting all the work through the air, it limits each other's upsides. And that's how we're you know, sitting sitting through here. But then when Tariq Cohen goes down, you have to give all the work to David Montgomery. And that's what happened last year, and that's what made him such a great fantasy asset. But next year, when Tariq Cohen is back, it's going to go back to the same situation, I, I feel like, where... You know, you have David Montgomery getting half the work, all the groundwork, and Tori Cohn getting all the work through the air. And if that happens, then David Montgomery's going to go back to being a middling, you know, running back in the 20 range. But I feel like there's a lot of people that are buying in David Montgomery right now and thinking, like, you know, the breakout is true. He's really, you know, on the verge here. He's going to become... Not He's not a top-12 dynasty running back right now, but after next season, maybe he will be. Um, and there's people willing to take that chance. So I think the uh, value of David Montgomery is high, it's at its highest point right now, and uh, that's why I would be selling him. I think even if you don't sell him, he'll be a solid fantasy asset, but he's not going to be as good as he was last year. Bill, thoughts on David Montgomery?
1: My fault. I had problems uh, on meeting the mic button, but man, David Montgomery is another one of those guys. I feel like he falls into the bucket. Like he's gonna be on everybody's sells list this all season. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one that you probably should be selling, man. I would not want to come into the season with David Montgomery and try to expect the repeat performance last year. I know you're rattling off some stats about last year, and um, I think that's the one big thing, man. You know, I'm a Tariq Cohen type of guy. Why would you get? David Montgomery, I would say. like, Why would you go out your way to either draft David Montgomery or something like that if Tariq Cohen's value is fucking dirt cheap? Remember Mm we're talking about Rashad Penny the other day? Man, I'd rather have Tariq Cohen than Rashad Penny any day of the week. And with the upside that if Tariq Cohen does bust, fuck it. He can be in the waivers for all the hell I care.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) I didn't realize how high I was on David Montgomery. I was looking at my rankings and... (laughs) I have him at RB 16 over Sanders, Eckler, Gibson, Robinson, and I. I think I may need to move him down after listening to both you guys, because I think I was high on Montgomery, and I think in my you know in the back of my mind I was kind of forgetting about Cohen. I mean, Cohen. He he's not
0: he's not very good, but he does. But he's there, you know. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and a lot of David Montgomery's floor games last year. We're just done in garbage time in the receiving game. And mm-hmm. those garbage time points aren't going to be there. If they go into a two-minute drill, they're going to put Tyree Cohen in. Right. If they're down points, they're going to put Tyree Cohen in. And I'm not really too high on this Bears team. I don't think they'll have a repeat performance like they did last year.
0: Uh, their repeat performance, you would mean 8-8 eight and eight finish where the offense was still uninspiring. Um, I mean... Does Carson Wentz like if because you know this is the best spot we'll say for Carson Wentz if he steps into or I'm sorry the favorite to land Carson Wentz if if he steps into Chicago does that change your opinion on at all about Dave Montgomery I mean I don't I don't personally no, think man. so
1: I mean if anything I will probably like David Montgomery even more um unless mitch trubisky's playing against the detroit
0: lions he sucks <laughs> um i like the point um dude that
1: split is real dude
0: that split it, yeah. against the
1: detroit Lions is real
0: That one of the realest splits i don't know maybe he just grew up a hater of the Lions, and he's gotta take dude, it he's out on playing the dome. dome he hates the cold or something i don't
2: know
1: yeah i don't know man he just crushes the detroit lions man like it's really weird
0: uh, <sighs> funny playing in chicago and probably hating the cold yeah i it works i'm excited to hear some of billy's sales he said both of our sales are
2: you know kind of obvious so i'm excited to see who uh like you know under the radar sales he got for me
0: yeah it's funny because his first sell here at the quarterback position is actually someone that you said that you thought about selling or that you were going to before he uh said it and i'm actively trying to sell him in a dynasty league too so this is a generic sell here at the quarterback position, but, you know, Bill's one to talk, so I'll, I'll let him talk here about, uh, about his player.
1: See, the reason why I have Matthew Stafford listed as a sale for me is because the when I think of a sale guy, I want to think of a guy that's been kind of on an up-and-down trajectory, and then I want to get rid of him right before that cliff falls off. And I think Stafford, I think that's a real good, real-life move. But I think people in the offseason kind of get hyped up over trades and stuff like that and the imagination of things that work because they're all thinking, oh, man, Matthew Stafford on the Rams, he's better than Jared Goff, upgrade the whole entire offense. And I feel like that's a take that we're going to hear on ESPN and stuff like that, and that's the type of takes that kind of really push the industry and stuff like that. And especially – uh. This offseason, I feel like this is the highest that we're going to get return value-wise for Matthew Stafford. That's the only reason why I have enlisted as a sell. Um, I think his ADP is a little bit too high, considering how many years he has left in the league. And I think, ultimately, the Stafford move is a huge upgrade for Cam Akers, for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, I really don't really imagine Stafford really, like... I don't think you're going to need Stafford to win a championship next year, but I think the pieces that you'll get in return for Stafford are going to be championship-winning pieces. You can get draft picks. You can get young players. Can you imagine trading Matthew Stafford in a package for, like, some veteran wide receivers? I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head.
0: Um, it's been hard to place kind of the value on Matthew Stafford, for me at least, Um I did initially put him on the block when he was still lying, and it was you know kind of uh, unheard of of where he was going to go, unknown. And then after he was traded, I took him off the block and put him on the block again, just to kind of remind everyone that he was here and available. And uh, yeah, I have not been able to really place a, a correct value on him. But you know um, how
1: these dynasty leagues go sometimes. People get into the draft room on rookie day and stuff like that, and then they start evaluating their team from last year, and they start thinking, like, damn, man, I only had fucking two quarterbacks from the draft. I should have drafted more quarterbacks. There's nobody in waivers. And then that's how you get the Joe Schmoe your league, Matthew Stafford, and get the package for him. Am I right? The, isn't there that one guy? There's, like, three owners in every dynasty league that don't have enough quarterbacks, and those are the guys that you want to hit up. You don't want to hit them up too early you want him up on draft day when everybody's looking at their dynasty teams again, because Joe Schmo probably doesn't give a fuck about the off season and stuff like that, but he'll be there for the rookie draft day. Yeah. That's kind of what I was doing
2: with my quarterbacks. I look at everyone's roster. You know, I was trying to sell Jared Goff whenever the Rams were trying to move off of him. I didn't know where he was going. And I was hitting up everybody that had either one quarterback or, you know, two quarterbacks, but they're not very good. That's kind of what you got to do. But um, I like Bill, whatever you were saying about, you know, the trades. Everyone likes to, you know, hype up the unknown, and that's kind of what they were doing with, like, uh, 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 you know, Beckham. Whenever Beckham got to the right. you know, Browns, everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to be so good. He has yeah Baker the Browns Newfield now. The entire he has the offense. injury. He's going to be the greatest offense of all time." And <laughs> I think I saw something from uh, Fantasy Pros that said uh, in the 2018 or 2019 offseason, Odell Beckham was a top three dynasty pick, and that's just laughable looking at
0: it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um Trey, I will say as far as hype, I I saw your Twitter when the Matthew Stafford trade happened and I don't know if you remember this specifically, but I know you were one of the people saying stock up for everyone uh for the Rams. I mean, Yep. Would you consider Van Jefferson
2: a sell right now? No, Van Jefferson's definitely I mean, I'm holding him or selling him, but I'm probably not buying him just because his price is too high. I mean, Josh Reynolds is a free agent. They've already said he's not coming back. I mean, uh, you know, Van Jefferson's gonna gonna be that number three guy. They drafted him in the second round last year, so they, I mean, they're gonna be
0: using him quite a bit. My question, I think, would be, what you know, I because I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are the clear one and two, and then. You know, they're going to run the ball a lot with Cam Akers, I think. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Higby is also going to be involved. So you need to go my, buy
2: Tyler Higbee.
0: Yeah, so I I don't know, you know, where the line kind of would be for a guy like Van Jefferson. And especially if we're, you know, sitting here selling based on potential hype of Matt Stafford. Um, I don't know, you know, where that line would be on, on Jefferson. Like, I... I might, you know, I bought a lot of him last year because the price was so low, but I might have to sell this year just for what I can get back for him because I I don't necessarily believe he's going to be outperforming Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, you know, and at that point, is he really a piece that helps your team? I, I don't know about that. I mean, I think you could get a
2: late second or early third for Van Jefferson right now, and that's pretty good because you probably drafted him in you know mid to late third last year. So I mean, I mean it's it's all about return on investment. That's, right. that's what I try to do. Um, but yeah, I like I like selling Matt Stafford because a lot of people are putting him in the top twelve QB conversation. I mean, I think he's close to that, but I'm not willing to take that risk. Yeah,
0: it is risky. You never know how the trades are going to work out. Um, how about you, Trey, let's move on here and uh, talk about your next player that you're selling. Oof, okay. It,
2: it, it kind of goes along the line of my first sell, um, quarterbacks with uncertain futures. I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and it's kind of the same thing about with, uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, rumor has it, the Panthers were trying to give up the farm, uh, and, and even included Teddy Bridgewater in the deal to go, uh, to the Lions for Matt Stafford. Which I think that would have been pretty nice to see with uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but I think that the Lions are going to draft a quarterback. We'll see about that. But with uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback in 2022. Maybe next year, but I fully expect them to bring in a quarterback. Um, every intention that the Panthers have done this offseason has showed that they're not very. Uh, Committed, you know, comfortable with Teddy Bridgewater as a yeah. quarterback. Um, so I'd be selling him for honestly anything I could. Um, I think that he's right around the mid second, late second, you know, rookie pick as well, just because people like what Billy was saying. There's a lot of quarterback hungry uh, teams out there that if you've even put Teddy Bridgewater for a mid to late second, they'll hop on that. Even, even with the risk. So I would try to sell Teddy Bridgewater. Because um, even if he was uh, on my bench, I wouldn't feel comfortable with him making any fantasy impact next season.
0: That's interesting because I don't know. I just I just get the feeling that you would not be able to sell Teddy Bridgewater at all. Like personally, I probably wouldn't even be buying him if you told me his price was a fourth round pick. Just because, really, I, like what what you know what situation is going to happen that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a starter next season, and has a bright future. Like, I I just don't see a situation. He, he was literally given the extreme vote of confidence for this season. And he played pretty decent at first, but, you know, you just saw it wear off, and I, I think that kind of tells the tale of what quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, and I don't think any team besides Carolina is going to I mean, Carolina's already invested in him and doesn't want to invest in him anymore. 20%. I don't really think... The Saints are possible, but I think it's more likely they bring back Jameis than uh, trade for Teddy. Teddy was okay, but he, now he's getting paid $20 million a year, and can the Saints pay that? They're over... I mean, they brought it down a lot with the rene- renegotiation with Drew Brees, but... Regardless, like, I feel like they would be more inclined to bring James back. Regardless, if he were traded to the Saints and, you know, Teddy left, then, like, that would be a different situation. I'd I'd be interested in buying uh, Teddy. I wouldn't be trying to pay up, you know, a second-round pick for him, but I would be interested in buying him for a third um, for the upside potential. Um, but Now, would you... Uh, Buy Teddy Bridgewater for Van Jefferson, kinda of going back to our last conversation. No. You know? I'd much rather have Van Jefferson. Um I think he, he has a future. And that's where it comes down to. Like I think there is a situation where Teddy Bridgewater is a starting quarterback next season, but I don't think there's a future for him as a starting quarterback. Where, you know, he can be a starter for next season, but it's not gonna last Honestly, in my opinion, more than four games uh, unless, you know, you're in a situation where you only have Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but I don't, I don't think any team wants to put themselves in a situation where they only have Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, we'll see how it works out. Bill, what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater?
1: I, I have no thoughts about Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the wait, same I, exact I, you, thing. Yeah, I have no idea how to evaluate Teddy Bridgewater. If you could sell him, man, God bless you.
0: Man. Yeah, yeah, I'd be selling. Hey, I'm just trying to tell
2: people move off these quarterbacks before it's too late. If you can sell them yeah. for anything, honestly, even if it's a second round pick next year or something like that, you know,
0: I'll have to look into it because I do have him in one of my leagues that so I'm kind of rebuilding in. So uh, we'll see if I can make it work. Yeah, hey, trust me. <clears throat> <you. You> <laughs> um. Next sell, this one's going to be my sell. This one's kind of like a half-parter. I mean, this is a make-the-decision-for-yourself kind of uh, sell, basically. I am saying sell either one of... Whichever one you don't believe in uh, for (laughs) Dynasty. Between Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Essentially, I don't see this San Francisco offense being the you know, pass-heavy offense that they may potentially be considering, you know, like investment-wise, right? You have George Kittle, who is one of the highest-paid tight ends in football. Debo Samuel, yes, he's only a second-round pick, but you've seen what he's done. Brandon Ayuk, a first-round pick. So investment-wise, and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, we'll see if he's there next year, but Jimmy Garoppolo was signed to a really good deal. Uh, or not good for the 49ers, but good for him as far as getting a lot of money. So they did invest a lot in this passing game. Um, but they really are just not a pass heavy offense. They run the ball really, really well with Kyle Shanahan. Uh, it's really a specialty. He's a top three play caller in football. And like I said, his specialty, he can run the football with anyone. Jeff Wilson looked good running the football for them last year. Jack McKinnon, when he had to carry the entire load, was pretty good. So, you know, this is an office where I think the ceiling is going to be capped for pass-catching options. George Kittle is obviously going to get his. So I think one of these two can get theirs between Debo and Ayuk. But you're going to be hard-pressed to figure out who it is. So this is kind of like that 50-50 shot where, like, you know, Call your shot now, and I, I would say take that shot, and if you're right, you're right, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. Personally, I would be selling Debo over Brandon Ayuk because of the injury history. Um, Debo last year had the Jones fracture in his foot, which can cause problems down the road. Um, he took some time to recover from it. He has a history of the hamstring issues. He is a little older as well, and... The investment is a little bit higher on Brandon Ayuk. I just personally think, you know, they're very similar playstyles, um, but the the difference between Samuel and Ayuk is the health of Ayuk. He is much healthier, so I think that for that reason, I'd be more willing to uh, sell Debo Samuel. It just depends what you can get for him. I think you should be able to get a good a good amount, because he was good when he was on the field last year, but he was injured. So, you know, that that always gets kind of iffy when you're getting to trading people. Uh, Trey, what are your thoughts here? Would you be more inclined to sell either Debo or Brandon Ayuk, and uh, you know, why?
2: Okay, so in the pre-show, you sent all this out and you had Debo and Ayuk. I thought you were going to sell them both. Um, yeah, so no, I'm, no. So I'm glad that you were kind of, you know, <laughs> it a shoot your shot with one of them. Um, I agree with what you said. They are very similar wide receivers. Um, I was really high on Brandon Ayuk coming out of the rookie drafts last year. I was swiping him up in the late first, early second, if I could. And um, he was in the mid-seconds in a lot of the rookie drafts. So uh, mm-hmm. if you could... He was going on.
0: a, a, a first-round wide receiver going behind a lot of second and third-round wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I know like people didn't like the talent of Brandon Ayuk, but you can't argue with investment. Exactly. And whenever I saw the
2: draft video of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, you know, jumping up and down, celebrating, um, you know, they drafted a lot of players. I mean, Brandon got drafted over a lot of quality players last year in the stacked, uh, you know, rookie class. So whenever they... You were celebrating Brand Ayuk over like T. Higgins and all those other you know wide receivers that went in the second round. I was like, okay, maybe Brandon Ayuk, you know, should be taken seriously. And he played pretty well last season, uh, especially with you know the terrible quarterback play. You know, Jimmy G didn't play half the season. Um, I would probably sell. Man, I don't know because it's tough to choose one to sell. It's because, tough,
0: especially because when Debo has been on the field, he's been very good. Yeah, I mean, I'd be looking.
2: If I had to choose, I would sell Ayuk just because I think his value is higher. Because I think the point per game difference between Ayuk and Samuel isn't that much. But I do agree that Samuel's injury history is concerning. Um, but I'd be looking to buy them both or hold um, on both of them for sure, just to see what they look like at the same time with Jimmy G next
0: year. Right. It's it's you know, like I could you know I could be sitting here saying okay sell Debo Samuel because you know I I personally would be selling him uh, cuz I'm trying to get out on 1 and I it's not that I don't believe in the talent of Debo but I believe in you know his injury history and things of that nature um and then Debo Samuel could just go off next season and Brandon Aiyuk could kind of fade into the distance because he's just the third option in a run heavy offense so um and and that is definitely not in out of the range of possibilities so you know this this is iffy either way bill what are your what are your thoughts here at the wide receiver position for the 49ers
1: um the wide receiver position for the 49ers definitely feel you on that rob if you have one of these guys i don't think we're gonna see a brandon iuk season like we did last year dude brandon iuk was like absolutely consistent balling out um people just weren't on the hype train yet and maybe some people talk about one of these two guys. I feel like these are one of the two guys that like the industry kind of bumps up a little bit, and then we all overvalue them because they're the next Chris Godwin or something. Yeah, like,
0: right. Like the the pair of them could yeah. become the next great wide receiver duo.
1: Yeah, and I just don't. I, I think they're going to need a good quarterback, and I don't, uh, I'm out on Jimmy G being a good
0: quarterback. Jimmy G sucks. I feel. If you had to keep one, who would you rather keep? I if know it's pretty. If I
1: had one and I had both, I'd rather keep Brandon. Now you excel Debo Samuel because of the age. But if I had to acquire one, I think it would probably be easier to acquire Debo Samuel.
2: Interesting. Interesting. I agree with 100% about that as well. I think yeah. Debo is a lot easier to acquire right now. Right. Yeah, especially think after the about
1: the, the fancy owner that took the gamble on him last season. That dude's pissed that yeah. he didn't play one <laughs> last
0: year. Yeah. Yeah. It did not work out. Definitely. All right. Well, um, it's more of a call your shot sell. Uh, and, you know, personally, I don't have a lot of Debo. I have a decent amount of Brandon Ayuk. So I could just be biased in saying that I would prefer Ayuk, but, you know, I would prefer Ayuk personally. So take that how you will. Bill, your uh, second sell here.
1: Yeah, my second sell here may shock some people, <laughs> but it didn't really shock me too much. Um, what was the second one? Jameson Crowder. Yeah, that's the reason why I <laughs> forgot about that. Uh Jameson Crowder, man, that's the type of guy that got you into the playoffs last season. And you want to sell him now. Now is the time. All this Deshaun Watson talk and stuff like that, even if Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets, that does not benefit Jameson Crowder. Me and Rob talk about this all the time. The Sean Watson does not target his slot wide receivers. He's a down the field thrower. He if he sees something short, he's gonna fucking he's gonna say fuck it and run. He's yeah. a tuck and run type of guy. He isn't a guy that's gonna dump off to Duke Johnson and stuff like that and Jameson Crowder. I think Sam Darnold's the best thing to ever happen to Jameson Crowder, but without Sam Darnold running this offense, Jameson Crowder's a goner. I really want to bump up Denzel Mims and stuff like that. I think Denzel Mims and Brashad Perryman are going to be two guys that you can acquire for pretty cheap next season. And I think Jameson Crowder's a sell. Um, I got Rob at the end of the season. Um, I try to sell Jameson Crowder to Rob because Rob is trying to make a little playoff run. And I think that's the type of things that you need to do as a fancy owner. I look at the people that made the playoffs next year or last year and stuff like that. See the people that are competing and stuff like that. and Just flip off Jameson Crowder. Even if it's for a second or third round pick, you'll probably get more return for your value long term wise than what you're going to get for Jameson Crowder. He might have some boom weeks, but man, I'll tell you right now, you're not going to be able to identify him.
0: So to speak to Billy's trade real quick, the exact trade was uh, I traded him Hollywood Brown and a third, and he traded me Jamison Crowder and a second. And um, the second ended up... turn. What what pick did you end up with, Bill? I think it was 202, 203. Yeah. So it's a 10-team league, too. So it's almost a first-round pick, essentially. And um, Jameson Crowder helped me win a championship. So... Probably not the best trade to mention here uh, on the podcast for your end, Billy. I mean, any, dude,
1: I was out. I was out. Any down.
0: rebuttal? Yeah, you're right. It yeah, you, I was
1: down and out. I was at the yeah. end of the season. Uh, I was trying to flip off Devontae Adams and also um, Adam Thielen as well. And I couldn't find any buyers. The only buyer I could really get was uh, Crowder in that league. And it's a 10-man league. So in a 10-man league like that, you get, you just got to take gambles. And um, I was gambling on the Ravens' offense. I'm a big—if you haven't known me or followed me—biggest Marquise Brown fan in the fucking world.
0: Yeah, and I, I took advantage of it, Joe Schmo. <laughs> gotcha. Um, no, I. But on your Jameson Crowder take, I, I'm not big on him. I think even if Sam Darnold is running the offense, I think. Jameson Crowder was kind of a product of the Adam Gase offense that you know we saw in Miami target uh, Jarvis Landry in the slot a ton. And then uh, when it came to New York, Jameson Crowder became the guy in the slot. So um, now that Gase is gone, I, I don't really see this being the situation for Crowder, even if he's the slot guy next year. Um, so I would also be looking to sell Crowder. Trey, what are your thoughts here? You said you were surprised by the Jameson Crowder pick.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I was until Billy started talking. Uh, You know, Deshaun Watson, when he gets there, it is – I even forgot how much I hated him for not, you know, dumping off the Duke Johnson or, you know, Randall Cobb or any tight end there because – I mean, it was really just their outside receivers. Whenever you had Hopkins there, or whenever Brandon Cooks was there, and then Will Fuller, he really does like to throw the ball down the field. I'd be looking to buy Mims. Um, I didn't, you know, I I don't think I really realized that if Watson goes there, I think Mims is gonna be a probably a wide receiver two to a wide receiver three, yeah. um, just because there's not really anyone else there. Right. Um, but even yeah, for I,
1: Perryman at a little bit mm-hmm. cheaper of a price, man. Bashar Perryman. Being a daily fantasy player, sometimes I get I get stuck on these real trash players like you MBS do. and Breshard really Perryman. Do. And man, Breshard Perryman, he came through in the clutch for me a couple times last season. He was uh, Rob knows man. Sometimes I get into these weird like weeks where I have to play some random dude, the Tyler Crofts of the world and stuff. I like
0: remember that. your <laughs> your former love of DJ Foster. In you the past, yeah. oh my god, I I shouldn't have to dig that deep, but that, I didn't brave have to, to, the world, yeah. I, yeah. That, that hit that one week, but you know, let's uh let's not talk about the rest of his career. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Trey, let's move on here. Let's uh round you out at the quarterback position,
2: yeah. And this one is a little, I guess, sorry guys, with the obvious sales, this one's at least a less obvious seller I'm going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, I have been seeing a lot on Twitter about people buying Aaron Rodgers just because of the fact that he was the MVP. Um, I mean, he is going to be still a QB1 for the next few years, but... His touchdown rate this season was absolutely insane. There's no way he's going to yeah. be able to sustain that just because he was tossing touchdowns left and right. Um, and they and the Packers don't pass the ball an overly a um, lot amount of times a game. A lot of people forget that they're a run-first team. They just got Devontae Adams, and they hook up with a lot of 30-, 40-yard bombs. Um, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not quite for sure. Um, he's going to be a Packer next year. And then after that, he's going to fall into the category of, man, I don't really know where he's going to go. Um, and with Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll be good in whatever system he's going to be in. But, I mean, he's with Devante Adams right now, and I don't know who his wide receivers are going to be after that. But I'd be looking to sell Aaron Rodgers just because I think that you could get a very good haul for him um, just because he did win a lot of people a lot of money this year um but a lot of people still expect him to be a quarterback for the next qb1 of the next five six years Uh, i just don't really see that i mean if you look back what he did in 2019 he was a qb2 um i'm not going to say he's going to be a qb2 next year the years after but i don't think that we should expect him to be a top three quarterback every week like what he was in 2020
0: He is 37 years old right now um, so age, definitely a factor here, unless he ages like Tom Brady, which is, you know, possible because we're witnessing it. Um, Bill, I, I mean, I, you were definitely agreeing there with Billy and his takes on Rogers. Anything else you want to add?
1: Um, man, I'll take it even further. Um, Ooh. this is going to come off as a hot take being a Devontae Adams owner. I'm trying to flip in for the
2: house. <laughs> I was thinking about putting him on my sell list as well, just based on the fact that he is the consensus wide receiver one. And if we look at the past four years, there's been a different wide receiver one every single year. know, right. if you remember last year, Chris Godwin was a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, Michael Thomas as well. And if you sold Michael Thomas high last year, you'd be jumping around for joy right now because you can't even get half of that right now.
0: Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, it's it's about being on top of things in, in the dynasty world and you know, there's the the common phrase of rather sell uh a year early than a year late, you know? Mm-hmm. for a reason. And uh
1: Especially with a quarterback, man, you don't you do yeah. not want to be left with a dead fucking quarterback in a Superflex league. That is the worst possible. A take Bridgewater? Yeah, it's not even gonna be Bridgewater. I'm thinking a guy like uh Tom Brady
2: in a couple I of years. Say, I am in a Dynasty League that I just won a championship. My quarterbacks this season were Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Big Ben. Mm. And I'm sitting here Big looking ben like Fox. Specifically, fuck, dude. too. I have. <laughs> and it's because I waited on quarterbacks and I had to settle for all those old ones that are be good for this year. But in a couple of years, I'm going to be left standing around with you know, no quarterbacks. And I really, I, someone dropped Dwayne Haskins and I put a big, for <laughs> Dwayne Haskins just cause I'll take anything at this point. Right.
0: Yeah. I feel that. I feel that man. Uh, let's round this out here at the, at the show. Um, my final dynasty sell here. And, uh, this is one that, you know, I feel like Trey is not necessarily going to like because he is a Raiders fan, but, uh, You know, I got to, I got to send some shots straight, straight over to him. I am going to be selling Josh Jacobs at the running back position. The reason I'm going to be selling Josh Jacobs has absolutely nothing to do with his talent. I think he's one of the more talented running backs in football. At least I would say top 10, uh, because you know, you, you can see it on the field um, it doesn't you know, take you know, different formulations and, and stats and all this to, to see that Josh Jacobs is a good running back. My thing about Josh Jacobs is that I think he's almost a consensus r- top 10 running back in fantasy around the board, and I think that's just not true. But at the same time, he finished as a top 10 running back this season. So it's hard for me to sit here and say that Josh Jacobs is not a top 10 running back, but, um, at the same time, um, I, you, you look back on the scoring of Josh Jacobs this past season and it's just kind of sporadic, obviously over, or obviously week one, I meant he was the running back one overall, but, when you look beyond that, there were weeks where he scored multiple touchdowns and then there were weeks where he didn't score a touchdown and you were just kind of left, you know, wanting more with, with Josh Jacobs. Um, and I think the big reason that I'm off on Josh Jacobs, like I said, his talent has nothing to do with it. Really what it is, is his usage because he, And this was a big thing for me last season. He is just not heavily involved in the passing game. We thought he was going to be this season. He looked like he was going to be at first. Um, When you look through the first five weeks, uh, the Raiders had a week six by. You look through the first five weeks, he had six, three, four, four, and three targets. That's a really solid amount. But beyond that, he had four, okay, one, one. Four, one, three, they missed a game five, three, and two. Three. You had three games in that span where you're happy with his target count. And that's the rest of the season. And over that span he had a total of two games over twenty points, and then another one where he was at seventeen, and then the highest total after that for his fantasy points was twenty or I'm sorry, twelve point nine. And you're, you know, telling me here that he's going to be a top 10 running back. He's just not consistent enough for me. And like I said, nothing to do with his talent, all to do with his usage. And I don't believe he's going to... I don't think think that's going to change. When you're putting guys like Devontae Booker and Jalen Rashard on the field over Josh Jacobs, I just feel like it's a coaching staff decision that he's going to remain as the, the main groundhog. Now, he can definitely continue to finish as a top-10 running back. All it's going to take is touchdowns. But those are not something that I want to rely on, and those are not something that I want to be, you know, in a situation where I oh, I need Josh Jacobs to score every single week. Um, for reference as well, Josh Jacobs had three touchdowns week one, and then weeks two, three, three. Two, three, and four, he had none. Scored 10.5 points, 6.3 points, and 7.3 points in those weeks. Other weeks where he didn't score a touchdown, he had uh, 3.1 points, um, 12.9. So that one was was one of the better weeks of the not scoring. Um, 2.4, how about that one? Um, How about even, let's see, 7.4? Looking like, you know, a solid, nice running back. 6.9 there as well. So he's just very touchdown reliant. And if it doesn't happen, you're going to be really disappointed. So that's not a kind of guy that I want as a top 10 running back. So if you can get that kind of return for Josh Jacobs, then I'd definitely be looking for that. Trey, I know that pains you a little bit as a Raiders fan. Do you want to retaliate?
2: No, man. I'm trying to sell him, too. I was actually just trying to sell Josh Jacobs and Corey Davis for uh, Tyree Kill in one of my other leagues. And the guy turned it down. I was kind of surprised because a lot of people are um, really high on Josh Jacobs and value running backs a lot yeah. higher than wide receivers. But I'm trying to
0: sell him. Um, man, Gruden... I think, uh, him I think if you went down a little bit of wide receiver... I think if you went down a little bit of wide receiver... Because I think you can make an argument for Tyreek Hill to be the number one overall dynasty wide receiver. And I think that's the reason why you might not be able to get him because he's that high. But I think if you went down a little bit maybe tried to get like a guy who you would price around like wide receiver, I don't know, six, seven, eight, maybe like AJ Brown instead or something like that. You might be able to pull that one off instead. I, and I would pull that, I would do that in a heartbeat
2: yeah and i mean that's not bad advice maybe i was just shooting for the stars a little bit too high maybe i am just myself a little bit too high on josh jacobs and value him i mean i think i think i have josh jacobs around rb10 um and i think whenever the rookie running backs come in i think i'll be bumping him down a little bit more just because i like these rookie running backs coming in a lot um depending on where they land obviously but yeah i like selling josh jacobs i don't think that uh I, mean, I don't think he's ever going to reach that top five potential that a lot of people see him reaching. So I would definitely sell him. Yeah. Bill,
0: thoughts on Josh Jacobs?
1: See, I feel a little bit differently about Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm a Josh Jacobs owner, and I'm not looking to sell him. I mean, I got a lot of inquiries about him. And one thing that I think that you did not say that I feel like really pays a big part in the Josh Jacobs is – that Derek Carr had a career high season last year in passing. So I don't think that happens back to back years. If you're selling Josh Jacobs, then you're buying Derek Carr in the passing game to make a bigger step in the offense. I don't think that this team ideally wants Derek Carr to be thrown to the ball 35 times a game. And I think this defense is getting a lot better. Um, John Gruden is known for having the West coast run scheme. And um, I kind of like Josh Jacobs. I know he burned a lot of people last year. He is a, big height guy last year but um if people are going to be off the josh jacobs bandwagon then i guess i'll be on the josh jacobs bandwagon the only thing is though rob i want to see how the market's valuing him like you said if you can get a top 10 running back in return for him after this rookie class and stuff like that i don't blame me if you sell josh jacobs i'll probably have him ranked around like that 12 to 13 range but I think he has the ability to be like a top ten running back. I really think that you guys are sleeping on uh, Derek Carr's career season last year. I don't think a lot of people recognize how good Derek Carr was last year.
0: No, I definitely understand, and I agree with you. I I don't think anyone really realizes how good Derek Carr was, and well, maybe Trey because he was watching those games. But um, no, man, as a Raiders fan, I I hate Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's
2: never gonna get us over the hump.
0: Yeah, I uh
2: he's good but it mean like
0: right if we can move He's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Be really yeah. Um I <laughs> I don't know. I I agree with you but I don't think that necessarily uh Derek Carr regress or regressing turns into uh Josh Jacobs doing better because he's not very involved in the passing game and then what, like it won't turn into more touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. And at that point, you know, where, where is his consistency going to come from? You know, but yeah, I mean, this is a time. Top- I mean, I completely agree. Yeah. Uh, this is a topic definitely for the future Though we, we will have our debates. Um, and I, I'm excited for it. You know, when, when, uh, when we get to the, rookie draft you know and beyond and we're, we're looking at it you know it's going to be fun to to really look at what's what situations are looking like for the upcoming season and uh making those projections and our our final opinions so uh to recap real quick here um trey had aaron Rodgers, drew lock and teddy bridgewater as a sell i had david montgomery debo samuel or brandon Ayuk. And Josh Jacobs and Bill had Matt Stafford and Jameson Crowder. Bill at Getting Bills on Twitter. Anything you want to say before we sign off here?
1: Uh, no, I got a lock in about an hour, so I don't really have much too much to say. But if you're looking to tail some bets tonight, we're going live on Pub Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern for the Bucks Suns game. Uh, get those tickets ready because we're about to cash in tickets tonight. No Drew Holiday. So we're going to be taking some assist props tonight with the Bucks.
0: Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Trey at FF Superflex Guru on Twitter. Uh anything, you know, you want to leave some lasting thoughts with the people?
2: No, not really. Just thanks for having me on. I'm excited for the future here at the Dynasty Force podcast, you know. I'm excited to be on here every Wednesday. Um, you know, Billy has his prop bits. Billy has his daily fantasy that I'm excited to, uh, you know, to follow along with and uh I'm excited for you to you know keep on
0: cruising the ship you got going on here. Yeah, definitely. Thanks a lot, and uh, we're definitely happy to bring you on and you know extend the fantasy forecast future. And uh, me on Twitter at Fantasy Force FB, or check us out on Twitter, the podcast Dynasty Force Pod, or YouTube Dynasty Force Podcast, and then on all streaming platforms Dynasty Force podcast thanks again for tuning in we'll catch you next wednesday live on twitter and youtube again and uh we'll have another insanely great show to bring you and um i know it's gonna be great i'm guaranteeing it because if it's not um i'm just gonna retire and you'll have to you'll have to make it work And I know they will not be able to make it work without me. So um, (laughs) we will catch you for this insanely great episode next week here on the Dynasty Force Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.